Hey there, I'm Matt Tommy, and over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of Christian artists all over the world start thriving spiritually, artistically, and in the marketplace, while at the same time building my own super successful art business. If you're ready to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live in His kingdom, then you're in the right place, my friend. Now with over a million downloads, you're listening to the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Well, hey, friends, so glad that you are with me back here on the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. I'm really excited to have a friend of mine, Bryn Gillette, back. Uh, you may recognize that name or know his work. He was on episode 46 with me uh, several years back, and I'm uh, just so glad, Bryn, that you're able to come and share what God's doing in your life and art. So welcome, man. Glad you're here. Thank you very much. It's funny to be a, a number. I like that I'm zero uh, thirty six, and I guess I'm going to have to be zero zero thirty six soon because it's going to cross the thousand mark in uh, the numbers. To that's funny. So I love it. I love it. I'm more than a number. I am. <laughs> I know you are. Actually, the fact that you introduced me as friend makes that. Uh, and I would push that one step further as brother, just spiritual sibling. So yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, uh, you know, folks can, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to episode 46. If, you, if you've not um, heard of Bryn before, heard his story and that sort of thing. But just for the purposes of this episode, uh, Bryn, just kind of give everybody the thumbnail sketch of, of who you are, what you do, and how you make your way uh, in the world as an artist these Absolutely. days. Absolutely. Yeah, it's funny. I'm like, can I pause now and go listen to what I, I said? Know. What did I say back then? Picture. <laughs> No, I, uh, if you call my cell phone, you get my answering machine that just says, uh, I'm a adopted son of the King. I am the husband of Kirsten and I am the father of Kai, Kaya, Skylar, and Lily. Mm. I'm a, an artist and a teacher. And really those are so many of the spheres that I operate in and my day to day kind of, if you like, what's my day job sort of thing. I have a, a great role at Charlotte Christian school, which is a K through 12 school here in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and all four of my children attend. Um, and I'm in the upper school or the high school yep. teaching visual art and art history. Um, so really my roles as like, as an artist, a working artist, definitely feed into that. But I love to teach. Um, and in fact, I've had seasons alone in the studio only doing that. I feel like I start drying up. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm like talking to my paintbrushes and it, like I have an imaginary <laughs> class there. I start teaching myself in this vacuum. I'm like, this is not gratifying. So I know that I was designed to, to teach and uh, a big part of my mission statement was uh, is to raise up a generation of kingdom hearted artists. So mm. to be there as dad, to be there as artists, to be there as kind of like shepherd and yeah. Um, minister, and then to do that through the vehicle of teaching fine art has been uh, like uh, just that Venn diagram, right? And yeah. the, the center of that is is pretty wide. Um, I live, in fact, my son just walked past, he, he walked home from school. We live that close where uh, I drove and, and he walks on this beautiful sunny day. And um, so again, it just feels like we're kind of in this life rhythm my wife is inside right now teaching piano. So some of that is to our uh, people on our block. Some of it are students that she drives home with our kids. And so we have kind of two studios. So I'm, I'm in my art studio where it would be somewhat quiet while kids run through and pianos are being played. And Great going place on. to be, right? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's kind of my, if nothing else, it might not be a productive place today, but it's a quiet one. So um, I love it. 
we can we can chat. You know, I, I often talk about uh, in my life, same kind of concept of what I would say is just convergence of all the things in my life coming together. You talk about the the Venn diagram of your life. I think, you know, all of us in at some level are trying to reach this sort of place of, of perfect balance. And I don't know if it ever comes in our life, but there are, I think it, there is a place in the Lord where you can operate in this beautiful convergence where the things that you love, the things that you're designed for and really passionate about can all be shown up in your life. But I know for me, at least, I have to be very intentional about making that happen. And, um, you know, talk about that a little bit for you, because I know as a dad, as a husband, as an artist, as a teacher, as a, you know, you can't say yes to everything. And so intentionality, especially in life, but also in your artistic practice becomes really, really important uh, on that journey. No, and I, I think you've really touched on a big part of that is living from identity. Mm. It's interesting that we just started that I, I named myself. And I think some of the mistakes that I've made or growing into this was realizing who have I been designed to be so that the decisions I make can kind of go through that, that metric first of like, yeah. okay, this is, uh, I, I'm far more seduced by good things. Mm. than by bad things. Um, I'm seduced by good things that will, um, that will compromise the best things. And typically like in this season of my life with four young kids, uh, I have way more opportunity or could pursue opportunities kind of entrepreneurially with my artwork or my ministry that would, um, draw me away from my, my marriage right now, draw me away from my children, at least time, Mm -hmm. time with my bride, time with my kids. Um, and that's just this huge commodity right now is time because it's (laughs) triage, right? It's so short. So it is, uh, it is part of the Venn diagram. I think for me is really the rhythm that I am with the people most important to me. Uh, and so in measuring the success of my day, it's really not my productivity. And it's not my paycheck. Um, it is the contentment of staying in, in orbit with those I'm assigned to, the kind of the portion of yeah. my ministry, the people in many senses. I can, I can confidently say, okay, like I, the, and the majority, the most important people have the biggest pie slice of, of my time. I could go back and kind of weigh things in regard of that. Uh, like, that sounds really heady and wonderful and come see the, you know, the spreadsheet of my life and every <laughs> failure in that regard, like every day. Um, but at least I have a baseline that I can be like, okay, this is how I'm, I'm doing that. And yeah. as you talked about that too, of just the c- competing uh, nature of all these things vying for our time. Um, part of that alignment, that kind of feeling like I'm in the right place comes when I can operate from a place of rest rather than from a place of kind of busyness. And I spent a large portion of my form, like formative adult years wrestling with bipolar Mm. and um, the unquiet mind was probably like the biggest distinctive of that season. Just like Mm. always anxious, always second guessing or feeling like I was missing something and, Uh, just lacking that kind of sense of contentment and rest, restfulness. And so I really do prioritize that now. Like one of the hallmarks of me feeling like I'm in the right spot 
is that I can be at a place of rest and peace, um, even if I'm giving up other things. Yeah. Uh, and that's hard. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, was, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of remembering back when Cameron was, he's 18 now, graduating high school this year. So it's totally different season. But wow. when he was, um, I guess it was back when he was in junior high or whatever, we had just moved to Asheville, um, maybe even before that. But I, anyway, I had a pretty successful Monday night group here uh, in the studio in the River Arts District. Artists were coming, lives getting changed, people getting touched, all this, you know, we were, you know, just raising up artists, doing what we do, you know. And I remember Tanya said to me at some point, she's like, you know, we only have like six more summers left with Cameron until yeah. he's graduated. And I was like, whoa, 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 what? You know, wow. and it kind of reoriented our heart. And I ended up shutting that thing down, which was really a good thing on Monday nights that I'd done for years. But I made a switch to like, I started doing Boy Scouts with him and just started spending, trying to spend more intentional time with him and, and that sort of thing. And not that I did it perfectly or any of us do it perfectly, but I think what I'm, I talk about a lot, you know, with people that I mentor, understanding the season of life that you're in, because, you know, just because I'm called as an artist and maybe I'm called as an artist and an entrepreneur or, or whatever, it doesn't mean that I'm any less called to my family. I mean, you know, we have to make intentional choices to, to be there for them. And so, and I think also the thing that God called you to, he's not ever going to call you to something at the expense of, right. Of, of your family and, and your marriage and all that sort of thing. So again, I just, I love that you're, we're all having to be intentional about that as we, as we walk with the Lord. And um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a, a never ending dance, isn't it? <laughs> That's a good way to put it. It is a dance and, and you have to walk in step with the spirit because there's no yeah. like, while I think identity is helpful and even kind of hierarchy of priorities, they do shift and dance and it really does come to like, what am I called to do yeah. now? Um, and one is kind of a, a baseline or benchmark a helpful boundaries kind of thing. And then the Lord, there are times it's like, well, you're called to this conference. You're called to go travel for something. Clearly you means you have to leave family yeah. <laughs> when and how, and um, you know, a, a huge indicator to me always is when my wife has that kind of like something doesn't feel right about this. I've learned to, my spidey senses are like, Whoa, wait, what, what? Like, super red flag. <laughs> if she's, or vice versa. There are times where I'm like, I'm really not sure about this. It seems like a big commitment. She's like, I think you should do it. Yeah. Um, it's not like written in stone at that part, but the, I've just found her, her sense, her kind of like gut level intuitive decision-making um, is really powerful. And, yeah. and, you know, 99% of the time, like true. And right. Okay. And I think a big part of that is that she is so tuned into my children mm. and their needs and can even kind of, even if she can't put words to it all the time into it, like if they, if they have a need that I'm, I'm not putting into the calculation. Mm. So that's been, uh, you know, such an incredible asset in my decision-making is, yeah. is uh, being able to make them together. So yeah, that's so good. Well, listen, for those that are, are watching and listening, I wanted to have you on uh, the show again because you're teaching at Gathering of Artisans again this year, which we're, we're super excited. And a couple of classes, one on on live painting in the context of, of worship services and that sort of thing, conferences or whatever, the other on illuminated journaling. And 
I wanted you to just kind of touch on these a little bit. And I thought, what a great transition of what we're talking about now, because I know for me, journaling uh, over the last 15 years probably has become probably one of the primary disciplines that I'm I'm best at and, and practice most in my life as a mm. sort of a cathartic way to to hear God's voice and to, and to pray and to just process, you know, what's going on, but also from a creative standpoint as well. And often, uh, I don't know if you're like me, but often the times those things are merging in and out, up and down, and mm. I often have people in the mentoring program, they're like, well, do you sketch in your prayer journal? And do you pray in your, you know, art journal? And I'm like, well, yes. I mean, it's like it's this both and. So talk a little bit about this concept of what you call illuminated journaling and and uh, even maybe what you're going to be talking about in, in the class at Gathering. But, you know, what? how did that really develop for you? Yeah. Well, actually, even as I listen to you now, I'm like, dang, I want like, to come take your class. Um, in the sense that I, so my, I do have seasons where I've journaled really uh, faithfully, and it's usually been to capture kind of like the Lord's voice in my life. Yeah, uh, and I, you know, I almost always choose to draw on blank pieces of paper because I'm sketching or little things come up, but that's actually been the less of my experience in terms of my illuminated journals. The, where I came into it was I took, um, I've taken multiple trips, like kind of intentionally traveling, um, uh, and love to paint when I'm out there, but have found, uh, that just to watercolor and to start with like, like small sketches. And then yeah. I would be writing my, my kind of thoughts while I traveled. So I was hiking or backpacking and just, I mean, like Zion national park or, uh, across Europe and stuff like that. And so what I ended up doing was finding that if I took a photograph, uh, or a thousand as the yeah. case is now with digital, right. There was this thing in my mind that, uh, this seduction that if I take the photograph, I got it. And then I look less deeply at the place. I don't linger. Cause I'm kind of like, okay, I, ca- I captured yeah. that. Pokemon. Yeah, keep going, <laughs> like keep I have on. that one and I can move on. And, um, what I found was so beautiful about sketching or journaling was that it afforded me the 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes to just be, mm. uh, and I would slow down and paint or draw sketch. And then I would, a lot of times it'd be simple of just, I'd write down where I was, when I was there. Uh, and a lot of times it would be like in that half an hour, here's what I'm thinking about. Or I'd see the journal entry from the morning, my prayers, my thoughts, my anxieties, and then, okay, oh, that's right. And then I went to that cafe and I sat there and I had coffee because there's the stain <laughs> on the same page. Right. And, uh, and, and here's the sketch of those people I was looking at. And this is what I was praying for that mm. time of this passage that was, that I was working on memorizing because I wrote it in here. And so it really became the means to look and see and be and uh, intentionally slow myself down. Mm. Um, and so it was a very meditative process and I, I don't, I, I wish I actually did that on the daily. Like that would be amazing to, uh, and that's where I'm drafting from you right now. It's like, wow, I've never really challenged myself to do that for 60 days straight. Yeah. Although when I like backpacked across Europe, it was pretty much a daily thing. And, and uh, when I backpacked across the U.S. for the national parks, it was by truly a daily practice. And that, um, that journal, in fact, is sitting right here. Let me grab it. Oh, how cool. <laughs> um, 
yeah, this journal like kind of came with me and just ended up being like, Oh be, wow. Yeah. Um, the sketches, the journal was just like right in there and just drawing what I saw. And I found it was, I mean, I was just awake to it and, and yeah. loved it. And this, this piece of this journal is probably the most precious Mm. work of art to me that I, that I own. I'm, I'm sure I could argue that with myself. And exactly. <laughs> um, there, I don't know. There's probably two or 300 little, little paintings in there and none of them took very long. And I actually ended up in the end, um, working with big pen. Like I, mm. I just didn't even give myself the pencil anymore. So yeah. I wasn't going to be super precious, um, and would watercolor right in. And one of my favorite, I think, has a slightly orange tint and I remember running out of water and I had orange soda with me. And so <laughs> the watercolor was painted with orange soda. Um, so that was really my illuminated journal and what I'll kind of be encouraging people to think about is, you know, when we go out to paint and you kind of put this pressure on yourself to produce a finished work, right. Uh, it's a very different approach than if you really say, I, I'm, I'm just want to be here internalizing this mm. i want to look i want to really see and be present to this moment and there's something so magical about painting where you're measuring you're observing light and color and form and proportions so you you start reading the environment you're in in a whole different way it's like mm. you go from having five senses to having 20 yeah and i don't even know how to describe that or maybe like we really sit there engage with like one senses or two. And then when all five are going, um, that, that zone that unfolds as you become, as you come into a making yeah. uh, as a creative space. So, and to engage with that artistically and then words and images. And I find, I, I don't really think in words when I'm making imagery uh, so much. So it's fun to pair that with, the reflections after or before. And so for those who come to the class, I'm, I'm going to walk through some of the magic of that show, some of the simple techniques of that. And then hopefully I'm praying that the weather's great. Yeah. That we could go, I mean, we're going to be sitting in some beautiful areas. So just like, Hey, go out and try this. Like go find that like covered bridge over here or the streams or, yeah. uh, or Vista and just sit and be and take it in, do this little sketch painting with watercolor uh, and then write, write out what the Lord's talking to you and then let's mm. come back and share it. And I think that will be kind of that class. Yeah. That's so good. You know, I'm also thinking about just how that transitions even into what you do and other painters do on stage and that sort of thing. Cause you know, there's for a long time and you, you know, that there was this kind of idea in quote unquote prophetic art that, you know, it has to be spontaneous and has to just happen on stage and in the moment and all this kind of thing. And yet, and yet people forget that what's happening spontaneously is the fruit of all of the inspiration and all the things that you've done, all the practices that have that you've been working in all, you know, for days and weeks and years and all this sort of thing. So that as you express in the moment, you're doing so out of that place of, of inspiration and the things that you've allowed to marinate in your heart over time and and that sort of thing so talk about you know live painting is something that you i know enjoy something you're passionate about and even helping others do it's gaining more and more acceptance nowadays all over the body of christ regardless of what stream uh that that people find themselves in so 
Talk about that. How do you how do you even approach that as an artist? And was that a challenge for you starting out? Because I know usually people have this story of somebody just asked me to get up on stage. I knew not I knew nothing about what I was doing and, and God just showed up. So that's actually exactly my story. <laughs> Maybe it was episode 46. I don't remember, but uh, but what it's become. I mean, there there I think a big part of that is um it, it is like stepping out on water at some point, like to do so in front of, in a congregation, like out in front, or even like to worship lead, right? With yeah. a music. At some point you're stepping out on stage with an instrument. It's not like it's the first time you've used the instrument before, unless that's good. Yeah. you got more faith than I do. Right. I mean, but I mean, truly you've, you've trained, you know, the instrument, you know, whatever medium you're working with. Uh, there's some vocabulary there and now you're going to speak in a new context um, and you're going to collaborate, especially musically, unless you're on some kind of solo, you're mm -hmm. usually collaborating with others. And that's very true. I think in at least how I approach the visual is that I'm just one piece of the service that there's word, there's image, there's, uh, there's music and worship. Um, there's the, uh, there's teaching, there's the environment, there's the lighting, the sound. I mean, like the family is gathered and I, as a family member, I'm expressing, the worship in mm. the, the gifts that I've been given and have trained. Um, and so that kind of takes down the stress level, hopefully for those who want to step out and engage in that or, or have in the past and just want to go further. Um, I, what I think is so exciting about um, the gathering of artisans is that we have one such a like fertile uh, encouraging environment to do so like where we'll be able to see others and like, there'll be nothing but people like cheering us on yeah. and like kind of the freedom to fail, you know, yeah. like in that regard of like, you could try stuff and if it doesn't work, keep, keep trying it grab another canvas, try that. Like, I think we need as, as a teacher, I know this, you need those spaces where it's not like the whole church is watching you mm. and waiting on bated breath to be like, what comes out of this? And that I feel like that kind of pressure too early on can really distort yeah. the freedom to just be and do what you're doing. So to be part of this class is that we could talk through best practices, but then really just experience and practice it. Like live worship's going on and we can just have easels set up and experience it, debrief it um, and allow each one of us in our own from the vocabularies we've developed, you know, like what mm. is it that, that each one of us is coming? As you said, we, we each have our own practice. How does, how is that going to look when we move into a kind of spontaneous, um, I call it being a visual scribe, like yeah. a spontaneous capturing of what's happening and responding. Um, I know that there are other artists that use that live worship space to maybe generate images that they've already received mm -hmm. but want to do so in a kind of prayerful environment. So rather yeah. than actually taking from exactly what's happening on stage, that is becomes like kind of jet fuel for them mm. to um, create an image that's already on their heart or mind yeah. uh, or, get, you know, a gift for somebody else. So all of that's kind of fair game and open. I'm, I'm excited to let people uh, let this be an environment where they can explore and share. Like, I mean, I have my experiences, but I guarantee there'll be some taking this workshop that have very different experiences and mm. um, maybe some wounding experiences too, depending on the different churches we're in. So really sure. just to come together as a family and say, you know, what have we learned? What are some good cautions for the, maybe the, the younger in terms of experience to, to gain quickly from others. And then for those of us who have done it for a while to say, Hey, how can we cheer each other? Yeah. What are, 
even getting some feedback. It's hard, you know, in a congregation where there are not a lot of other artists doing this to get others to, to get meaningful feedback that's mm-hmm. direct of, of like the craft of actually being a live painter or prophetic painter. So um, I, I'm looking forward even to the, the conversations that unfold to that end. Yeah, every year. Every year is just is so powerful to see the power of community and the power of Jesus showing up in the middle of that. And I think this is I think this is going to be number 15 that we've done here in the U.S. And, and then we've done some internationally as well. But it's like every time we come together, it's like God just shows up in such a, a huge way. And you always have people that are like, I've never experienced this kind of community before or being around other people that are like me and, you know, are going after Jesus in their art. And I just and that that too, that just that environment, that welcoming, accepting environment that says, hey, wherever you are in the process you're at, you're at the right place at the right time god can use you and you can hear his voice and like you said we can cheer each other on um in that so oh man i i don't know if i ever told you this story like when i first arrived at the conference center three years i guess it was three years ago I know, pre-covid right before everything <laughs> the other world that we lived exactly. in so i showed up and it was funny because i i had come kind of on an invitation from you not knowing other than our interview, like I was yep. kind of flying in blind, came in late in the game, like everyone else had kind of arrived a day earlier and I, I had class, so I had to show up. I think it was a Thursday night and, um, or maybe even a Friday night. And I remember coming in, I came into the dining hall, I was like looking for my room, looking, and it was a gathering. I think there was like an Anabaptist gathering. So like most people there were in, like from an Amish background yeah there are all kind of people at the conference there are different conferences well, they had made their own clothes i don't even think like our group wasn't in the dining hall yet <laughs> well okay jesus like i came to just like be your man here i Is love it i'm ministering to you i'm like and there was like some interactions and, and conversations i'm like clearly these are my brothers and sisters in christ but we're not going to see eye to eye on a, on a few different things here, <laughs> right. not in re- regards to the arts. And, uh, and it was just a really funny, like, well, I'll do whatever I can do. This <laughs> like, I'm not sure that this is going to be a great fit with my people. And then laughingly, I like realized like there are six different conferences happening simultaneously here <laughs> going from there and like coming into, I came in late or whatever to the worship group that was going on and like, literally I walked through the door and instantly it was like, Oh, here's my people. Like, <laughs> this is my tribe. And, there were people, and it was funny. Cause even there, it's like beyond the spectrum of probably what I see on a week to week. I yeah. mean, there were, there were banners and people painting and the, the music was just like the room is full of the spirit. Yeah, just electric, right? Yeah. Diversity, but there was this instant, like, Oh, these are my siblings. Yeah. Like these are my people. And it was such a, like, I felt like the Lord was showing me, um, almost like the experience of coming in and being like, oh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure these are my people. To like, oh, this really is the gathering of my family. And, I love it. Uh, it was I great. It. Well, that's always our heart. And um, I remember early on, my my spiritual parents, Jim and Pat Banks. The first, I remember the first one we had years ago. Um, she came up, to, Pat came up to me, and she said, Matt. She said, Matt, Tommy, don't you let one person leave here without without you hugging their neck. And I was like, okay, we're going to do it. But we just, we try to create that environment where people feel loved, people feel accepted, people feel encouraged in what God's called them to do. And I think that has 
thank God, you know, pervaded the culture and in what we try to do. So guys, as you're watching, as you're listening, either on the podcast or on YouTube, and you're thinking, I want to go to this, um, you know, you can still pre-register to get on uh, the list. Registration for those who have pre-registered opens April the 5th. Uh, and usually the conference will sell out in a matter of hours on that first day. So if you're not pre-registered, you probably won't even get a chance to register when we uh, when and if we open it to the public. So you can go right now to the link that's in the show notes, gatheringofartisans.com. Uh, get your name on the list and uh, choose your classes. Get your wish list together, these two classes that Bren's talking about, as well as I think over 40 others that are going to be going on. Um, during the weekend and in just about everything you can imagine creatively and um, and then watch for registration to open on April 5th. But Brent, I'm excited. You're going to be, I hope, bringing some students this year as well and uh, just hanging out with us, having a great time. So uh, are they excited? I don't know if you know who's coming yet with you or whatever from, from school, um, but. Uh, we're still in the process. I'm not sure how many are coming because we like, I was crafting how our school would do it because our school is partnering kind of like to allow this to be through the school. How awesome. So we were negotiating that literally up to today. So funny enough, it'll be tomorrow. Wow. That I personally invite these students and then turn them around and be like, Hey, and by <laughs> we need to pre-register like now. Right now. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I've, I've started talking to parents or a couple of parents out there that are like, Oh, this sounds absolutely incredible. So I love it. Um, we're going to be inviting about 12 students. We'll see it, like nice. schedule wise, how many can, can actually uh, accept the call, but yeah, yeah, good stuff. And it's good for us because, you know, gatherings mostly for everybody, if you've not been there before, it's, it's you know, primarily adults, but we're making a way for, for these juniors and seniors to come and uh, yeah. you know, to be a part and just, get you know get in the river i just think i always think to myself my goodness if we can get the power of the kingdom and, and hearing the voice of the lord in your creative process in these folks that are in in high school and college get in them now why not i mean you know just how much just think of how much more can they do in their life uh and how much more quickly so Brian, you're a gem my friend uh, i just always love sharing with you i know that folks are going to want to connect with you on website, social, whatever. So where's the best place these days for, for folks to see your body of work and, and all that you're about? Yeah. Uh, I stay pretty well hidden. It's funny. It's kind of inexcusable that so much of even my recent work I've, I haven't put anywhere. Uh, but my most recent work has been on uh, just brinjolette.com. Uh, and then I am on Instagram uh, at brinjolette. So that's probably a great way to just yep. communicate and share and, and, and send stuff back and forth, but through the website, um, yeah. awesome. I think everything else is linked. So that's kind of the main hub where uh, emails can be done and whatever else. So good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Bryn, thank you so much for sharing uh, your journey. Looking forward to seeing you this summer and um, guys, make sure to go to Bryn's website, social, also go to gatheringofartisans.com if you're not already and plan to join us in, uh, in August. So thanks, Bryn. It's been great to, to chat with you today. Hey, my friend, it's Matt. Listen, real quick before you go, I wanted to let you know that we've just launched the website for our 2022 Gathering of Artisans Conference. I know. Can you believe it? I'm like, I'm so ready to get back together in person. And listen, the website's got all the details about this year's workshops and speakers and more. Listen, if you've never been to Gathering of Artisans, all I can say is there is nothing like it in the world. Imagine three full days of creating in the studio with other Christian artists and being taught by master artists who not only love Jesus, but are super talented. 
and anointed artists and teachers in everything from painting and jewelry to fiber art and writing, uh, mixed media, glass, and, and a whole lot more. It's over 40 different workshops to choose from. And, and if that weren't enough, imagine then ending each day with powerful times of worship in God's presence and inspirational messages for creatives from leaders like my friend Alan Arnold, who's been right here on the podcast with me several times. He's the author of The Story of With and, and other books that you, you'll know. Also, my friend Luke Allsbrook, who is a renowned artist and has an incredible story of how God's led him through his life as an artist. And, and even little old me, I'll be there as well, sharing with you uh, each night and leading worship. Listen, all of that wrapped up in four days of community and connection with other Christian artists here in the mountains of Western North Carolina at the beautiful Ridgecrest Conference Center. Now, like I said, all the details about this conference are on our website at gatheringofartisans.com. And since this event almost always sells out, I want to encourage you to go ahead and pre-register. What that actually does is it allows you to get first opportunity to register for classes before we open the doors to the public. And the best part, no money is required until we actually open registration in April. So go ahead right now to gatheringofartisans.com. Get pre-registered. Again, no commitment, but uh, you get in line and it gives you the opportunity to, to register before everybody else when we open the doors for that in April. And then start putting together your ideal schedule for the conference, for all the workshops that you want to take. And listen, I hope you just start getting excited, <laughs> inviting a friend and making plans to be with us in August at Gathering of Artisans 2022. All right, my friend, go to gatheringofartisans.com and I hope to see you in August. All right, bye. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.